There are so many supplements out there. How do you choose? If there was just one supplement that Trey and I would recommend, it's definitely Ningxia Red. We have consistently drank Ningxia every day since May of 2015. It's a whole body health and wellness supplement that's a powerhouse full of antioxidants and nutrition. Ningxia Red is made with pureed wolfberries, also known as goji berries, along with blueberry, plum, cherry, aronia, and pomegranate juices. These are very high in antioxidants that boost immunity and protect your body against oxidative stress. It also has food-grade essential oils like orange and lemon, yuzu, and tangerine. These provide an incredible dose of D-limonene. Trust me, Google that. This is just a two-ounce shot of liquid gold, and it supports your body for better energy and healthy cellular function. Why is that? Well, that's because you're getting antioxidants equivalent to eating like eight pounds of carrots and 16 whole oranges. Trust me, your liver and your eyes will thank you. If you'd like more information, visit my website, www.amycastles.com. It's time for a healthy dose of According to the Castles, the show where we talk about marriage, family, faith, health, nutrition, fitness, and so much more. And now, please welcome your hosts, Amy and Trey Castles. Hey, everyone. It's Amy Castles. And Trey Castles. Today, we are going to talk about what you need to do to reset. And when I say you, I'm also really talking about us. What does reset mean? Well, what you as in general, what do we need to do when we need to reset? Like everything in our life is feeling completely off. Last week we went on vacation and we talked about the benefits of vacationing, but there's a price to pay when you go play. You work hard, you play hard. You have to prep yourself up to vacation and then you leave and then you come back and you're a little bit discombobulated. It's like a two-step process. You kind of lose a little time before you go and you lose a little time when you get back because you got to get back in the flow and the swing of things. So how do you do that? Oof. How do I do it? How do we do that? How do you do it? How do I do it? What are our ideas <laughs> for the listeners? I think with anything that I fall back on, or at least recently in the last six months, have learned to fall back on through who I've learned from has just been going back to keeping it simple and waking up at a certain time and resting in that morning devotion. That's kind of my anchor point to every morning that starts out right and works through the day as a nice flow once I get right with that. How did you get to a point where you figured that out? Your life coach. <laughs> life coach. Tell us about that. Friends, life in general. No, I, I was working with, I'm still currently working with a guy named Mike Riggs with a One Way. Let me swing. I will swing out of Colorado. And I don't know, life gets very fast for me. I try and put as many things as I can into a day as possible and then realize my thoughts don't meet up to the time I have within the day. And so we had to get really simple and just break it down to starting the day. And so for me, it's the start of the day that sets the tone. And we said, let's get up at a certain time. We said the first thing we do once we get up, we're going to do our devotion. And after the devotion, we're going to kind of look at what our day looks like from what we planned the night before and work through from there as a starting point. Let's back up. When did we start using Bonnie and Mike? I started with Mike in January. Was it January? It was January. Okay, because it was yeah. right before the freeze. So I flew up there in January and met him. And I started with Bonnie as well. Not in January though. You were a little bit later. Well, I was a little bit later, but it was around the same time. Okay. And we had just moved into our new house 
in November of 2020. Mm -hmm. When you move, it takes at least a year to get your life in order and established. We're still not there. We're still not there. Corners and crevices and projects undone. But it really throws you off to move. I mean, if you're good at moving, hey, you know, that's, that's awesome. But some people are not as good at moving. And I would say that we're not the best. I'm a routine guy. So when I get out of my routine, it's difficult to find the flow. It is. And when we both first started working with our life coaches, so Trey got Mike Riggs and he is the founder of One Way Life Coaching. And he trained under him a good friend of mine, Bonnie Hubert, who has her doctorates in psychology. She worked with the Conroe ISD with the it was a crisis intervention specialist for Conroe ISD. She has an extensive resume. She's absolutely amazing. And when we both came to our life coaches, we were both a mess. <laughs> and I, I would say that we both of us bought three months, right? I, I went we, hook, line, those, I did the nine months. Was it? Yeah. Maybe I did the nine months too. But I would say if you think back at the first part, because both of us did our whole entire sessions of life coaching, we weren't really, really far ahead though. It wasn't until after the fact when all that was said and done, that we started to find our flow. I would say for us, it just wasn't enough. That first part wasn't enough. It took some time to really dig things out and kind of sort and separate them. For an example. Well, there were so many things to sort out. The move, the the kids, the, yes. the new schedules, our workload, being in a, in a new environment, learning all the places that we need to go to get our normal stuff we had routines for before. Well, I guess my point of stating that fact is that if somebody is thinking about getting a life coach, if things are really off in your life, you can't really expect to just all of a sudden get your life coach and then now you're just hitting all of your life goals. It, it, <laughs> That's what I thought. I, I, I totally so too. thought that. I went to Mike, I went up to Colorado in January and I had all these things written out and I'm like, this is what I want to do. I want to accomplish this, 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 and this. This is how I'm going to do it. Show me how. And he didn't chuckle, but he's like, that's aggressive. <laughs> yeah. Well, I went to Bonnie and I had my book. And if you're watching on the video, then you can see. But if you're just listening, I'll kind of explain it to you. Bonnie said, bring to me all of your goals that you have for the various areas of your life. And what I did was I made in my little book here, the different areas of my life. So just for example, faith, finances, career, family, relationship, friends, health, and fitness. These are the different areas of your life. They like to call them the different theaters, theaters of yeah. your life. And for each of those areas, I had a sticky note and all my sticky notes are different colors. <laughs> so for example, I had three sticky notes under faith, which was read scripture daily, meditate daily in the morning, and journal. And under finances, I had three separate goals. But under career, I had nine goals. <laughs> under friends, I had three goals and six under family goals. And I mean, she was like, whoa. So you had all yours like color coordinated and pretty. Oh, I was yeah. like literally scribble scratch like a doctor's handwriting on the back of pieces of paper on sticky notes that I just threw on, a, on the table to him. And I said, help me get this organized. Yes. And what it all came down to was saying, okay, what can we organize here to say, this is just going to have to go on the shelf for a little bit. Mm -hmm. This area is something that you can delegate out. This area is your main focus. 
And that's what we both kind of had to do. When we go on vacation, we have to come back and get back to all those things that we've been working on. But things feel a little off. The kids, they're all up in your face. They're like so happy to see you. It's you're getting back into life. You're a parent again. You're the chef again. You're the house cleaner again. You're running your businesses and all these things. What do you do to get back? And Trey said for him, it was waking up early because you and Mike, y'all met the last session and you guys have accomplished so much. No, it was June. Like I got completely overwhelmed and wasn't accomplishing the things I needed to in February, March, and April. And we kind of had a reset and he was like, all right, we're going to go a different approach. And that was where it was, we're going to literally pick three things Mm -hmm. and all you're going to focus on are those three things. And I'm like, okay, done. What do I need to do? And he's like, get up early in the morning, do your daily devotion and do some sort of exercise. I was like, all right, I can do that. What's next? He goes, don't worry about what's next. Just do those three things. Yes. (laughs) And I was like, done. That's all I got to think about. And then literally I got up early. I had my time with God. I prayed about what the day needed to look like. I did some exercise and I was awake. I was vibrant. I had my blood flowing. I felt right with my creator and I was like, okay, I'm ready to conquer what's ahead of me. And all that was done before the kids got up. And I'm like, okay, this is, I can do this. So what Bonnie would say is let's back that up. How do we make that happen? If we need to wake up early and okay, let me just pause for a second. For me, waking up early, my purpose in that is so that I can journal, I can pray and meditate. And recently, Trey and I started doing yoga in the morning while we were on vacation. We were just doing yoga in our it's pajamas. Like 15 minutes. And it felt so amazing. I know. We make I always thought we had to do this like 45 minute professional yoga session with the oils and the Kongs and the mat. And it's like, dude, just get up and move for 15 well, minutes. I'm a yoga teacher. I design yoga classes. I love to do that. We got to theme our class. We've got to start with the warm up. What's our, what's we, our. We overcomplicate everything, don't we? We do. We, <laughs> we got to get the peak pose and you got to make your routine and make it all flow and then finish with your Shavasana and have the music and lights, Just cameras, down action. Dog. Anything (laughs) anything that you do on vacation is bonus, right, of exercise. So Trey and I were on vacation and we said, you know what? Let's do our yoga in our pajamas. No bra, nothing fancy, just in your pajamas, go out on the deck and do what you can. We felt so good with just 15 minutes. Before, when we were trying to do it in this big old grand theatrical way, we may may get one session in a week because we were making it too complicated. Well, how could 15 minutes every single day make a difference? And for us, it's made a difference this week really, really nicely. So going out on the deck was probably my favorite. We watched the sunrise and we went out on the deck and did our yoga by the water. That was really refreshing. And the weather changed. The weather change was amazing. this time of year. Fall came early and came about three weeks early. Just stay here, please. (laughs) None of this can happen if you don't get enough sleep. How can you expect to wake up early in the morning if you don't get enough sleep? How does that happen? I'm a night owl, so sleep is difficult for me. I'm a little different from you on that end, and and I could probably get a lot better at it. But if I can hit the pillow and be asleep before midnight, I'm doing good. And get up before 6.30. I'm, if I get six hours, I'm good. Here's what I know about sleep. Probably not like technically right. Here's what I know about <laughs> sleep. 
you have the circadian of rhythms of the earth. Think about it. Our earth is moving. We're moving around the sun. We're rotating. We have this magnetic energy going all over the earth, the tide and the moon is changing and our bodies work with that. And from 10 p.m., until 2 a.m., this is the time where your body is repairing. This is the time where you're detoxifying. You're recovering from your exercise from 10 p.m. until 2 a.m. Then from 2 a.m. until 6 a.m., this is where your mind is consolidating memories. You have this repair going on in your mind. And both are just as important and equally beneficial. So ideal sleep is between 10 p.m. and 6 a.m. It's not bad. I feel that we can get everything that we need to done if we wake up at 6. All of our goals will happen if we wake up at 6. Agreed. The only way I want to wake up at 6 is if I go to bed at 10. Ooh, no. For me. Now, you may be different. I I could sleep for two hours. I could sleep for 12 hours. I still stink at getting up in the morning. Some people may be like you in that they can go to bed at midnight and feel the same when they wake up at six. You're going to hate it whether you wake up at six or eight. I feel like I get in a deep sleep quick. Like I can go to sleep quick. Okay. So for me, I need to go to sleep by 10. Oh, I know. And I will jump up. I mean, look at me this morning. I was bright eyed and bushy tailed. Yeah, you are. Yes. And I was not. For me to go to bed at 10, you have to back that up. What do you have to do? All right. Well, that means that in order for me to want to fall asleep by 10 o'clock, that means that I really need to be in bed by about 9.15, off electronics, reading a book. I read books and I fall asleep. (laughs) Before the first page is over. Yes. You know how many first chapters I've read out of so many books? It's not even funny. Okay. What do I have to do to get in bed by nine? Well, that means I need to get in the shower by eight o'clock. That's my self-care time. Take a bath, put on my lotion, do my little, you know, massage stuff, my gua sha, dry brushing. I have this whole nighttime self-care thing that I do. I like to relax. I listen to my podcast at that time or my audio book. So I have to get in the shower or the bath by eight o'clock. Well, and that's where communicating with each other, at least for us, has helped in figuring out that routine because I don't need to do those things necessarily at night. But what needs to be done is with Evan and karate getting home at 845, getting him dinner, making sure he, I mean, I'm not even ready to exhale before 930. So you're already working with River, you're getting yourself down. So we're having this rotation and and working together. Well, We have two different kids that are in two different activities, and one of them, we have to drop her off at 5.15, and then we pick her up at 6.15, and then we're home by 6.45. Then the other person has to leave at 7.30 to drive 30 minutes to go pick up our son from karate, and then that person is not getting home from karate until 8.30. So depending on the shift of what you're doing, you should be able to still follow the same routine because if I'm the person that's leaving at 7.30 p.m., what does that mean? That means I need to take a shower at 7. That way I could leave at 7.30 and I'm going to pick them up in my pajamas. Yeah. From 4.20 to 9 o'clock, we're at swim and karate or picking up. We're picking up. And about to crank up football, basketball, and volleyball. But we have a curveball in here. We have a five-year-old. 
We, you know, we, we try to keep the five-year-old home so that he doesn't have to be drug all over town and he can have somewhat of a normalcy. Yeah. So we are completely just all over the page here, but we make it work because we communicate about it and we make sure that we stay true to what our needs are. And if I know that I need to be in bed by nine, then I need to figure out where I'm driving or what I'm doing. I'm just going to pick up kids. I can be clean in my pajamas going yeah. to pick up the kids. Finish phone calls do podcasts, do the things we need to on the road because we, we have more time traveling around with the kids, picking up, taking, bringing home than we do watching them perform. That's, that's a lot of our <laughs> quality time with them is unfortunately it's just where life is right now is yeah. in the car. Back that up, eight o'clock. If I know that I need to be in the shower or take a bath by eight o'clock, that means that I need to have dinner already in my belly by about 7 p.m. 7 p.m. We've always eaten late. I know. Well, we've been eating a lot earlier. So a lot of friends and even family members that are eating at like 5.30, oh, yeah. It's like, how do y'all do that? Well, here's the thing. If you're eating earlier, chances are your body is going to calm down and you'll actually be ready for bed sooner. Your body will not be focusing on digesting your food. It will be focusing on doing all the repairs that it needs to. And you will feel so much lighter and you'll sleep better if you eat earlier. Plus, you're going to have that fasting in a, in time. A, in a perfect world. In a perfect world, yes. But this is the whole thing of just backing up. Everybody's is looking different. You start with what you want to do. What is going to be that one thing that's your domino effect? The morning time, is that a huge domino? Yes, it is. But even more importantly, it's the sleep. And I want to go over some benefits of sleep. Okay. Okay. So some benefits of sleep. It relaxes and lowers your stress. 100%. That's a given. Everybody knows you sleep well. You're going to have lower stress. It improves your mood and your energy. I don't know too many people who are in a really good mood that didn't get a good night's sleep. Hmm. You're a grumpy bear. Not consistently. Bear. Me? I'm a grumpy bear? No, or just I'm, in you general? in general. I'm a grumpy bear? If you do not get enough sleep, uh, okay. the person, human beings, can be grumpy bears. <laughs> <laughs> it helps you maintain healthy weight and a healthy body. Your hormones have a reaction to a lack of sleep. There are certain things that trigger in your brain, stimulating you to eat more sugar or eat more salt or eat more calories. Oftentimes, you're hungry or you're tired, and so we eat. Hmm. It's just kind of what our body does. We're trying to survive. You have better improved muscle coordination. So during your exercises, you're going to have better coordination. Well-rested kids do much better in sports. They have much better coordination. That is one benefit of the way that we school our kids. Our school does not start until 9 a.m. They're able to sleep a little bit later. And when they go to practices, they're doing a lot better than the kids who woke up at 6 a.m. Because they're getting better sleep. <laughs> well, we have a pretty rigorous – I wouldn't say rigorous, but for our standards, I think we're, we're very good about the electronics, shutting them off at a certain time not allowing them to be just embedded in them because that in itself, even from eight o'clock to nine o'clock or whatever time that they start to watch, it stimulates the crap out of them. And to be able to turn that off and then be in their rooms after shower, even doing their homework or doing reading, it just completely just takes that down and allows them to get a good sleep. It is a constant 
It's a battle. Thing that you have to monitor. I go in Avery, my daughter's bathroom the other day, and I, <laughs> I, I open up the door. She was about to get in the shower. She has her phone on the toilet and her brand new iPad that we just – she paid half for, by the way. Yes, she did. On the trash can next to the shower because she was trying to watch – what, The Voice? The Voice. She yes. was trying to watch it live. She, she was trying to watch it live like, so that she oh, could do the voting. hell no. Oh, I was like, are you kidding me? I mean, it's, all I heard was this. Are you kidding me right now? It's, it's constant. I was downstairs when I heard that. I know it's constant. I can't stand that. Okay. It improves your retention and your ability to pay attention. When you're sleepy, you're oh, not going to. It improves what? Your memory retention. retention. Okay. Your memory and retention. your ability to pay attention. Your ability so retention to. Retention and attention. Yes. Okay. It improves your ability to retain what you're learning through that day. Think about it. What I said with the 2 a.m. to 6 a.m., you have the consolidated memories and your mind repair. So everything that you have learned throughout the day, it goes through and it's solidifying. And you have a better ability to have better recall, short-term memory, long-term memory. It improves your creativity. You're going to have really great creativity. We still need creativity in our lives. Immune system. That's important right now. Very important right now. It's always been important. It's always been important, but... We're a, a cesspool of germs and junk and viruses and parasites all over. It's always been that way since the beginning. We've had crap all in this world and our bodies have constantly fought these things off and that takes a strong immune system. And that strong immune system happens through our diet and managing our stress and, and our nutrition. But most of all, really, really great sleep. Agreed. Motivation. I don't know anybody that is uh, super sleep deprived and like, oh my gosh, I'm so motivated for so many things. I only got an hour of sleep last night. It just, it's just, it's an oxymoron. doesn't happen. Do you know why our son would be calling us while he's at school right now? I hope not. <laughs> I hope, I, I have no idea reason. Okay. No idea. Go ahead. <laughs> it works for diabetes prevention, heart health, cancer prevention, lots of different things that it's going to help with. And that goes back to so many different diseases that we have in this world are due to our lifestyle choices. And some of them are due to our diet and nutrition. So both of those go back towards having better sleep. Agreed. And I meant to say a lot of these things are related to our immune system. So autoimmune diseases, autoimmune disorders. Okay. Reduced inflammation. Big for me. My body really gets inflamed a lot. And it's a lot from diet, what I choose to eat. Well, and Inflammation in our body is not just due to our diet, but also stress. Stress causes inflammation. Cortisol levels rise. Cortisol levels rise. You learned that on a few episodes ago. I did. Diet. And then there's also physical stress. So if you have a hard workout, your muscles are going to be inflamed. When I did MS 150 one time. <laughs> you did a good job on that. Though. I finished like way, way last, but I don't care. Everybody you still rode a bike for 150 I miles. Did. Are you kidding me? That's okay, awesome. So that day, it was the first day. Everybody came in at like, I don't know, one, two o'clock. I came at like six o'clock PM. Yeah, but let's preface this. You literally stopped at every rest station well, that's and had a conversation with everybody. Joke. I'm sorry. Go ahead. You're stealing my joke. I didn't know that was where you were going with yes, that. Yes. Well, be patient. <laughs> They said, why Why are you here like this late? How did it take you so long to ride? And I said, well, I stopped at all the rest stops. And they were like, 
well, how long did you stay at each rest stop? So I was like, I don't know, 45 minutes, an hour. <laughs> well, they would stop for like 10 or 15 minutes. And they're like, well, what were you doing there so long? I was like, eating snacks. <laughs> they had cookies and fruit and juice. And I thought- You're like, where's mom at? I'm, she I'm should be here by now. Burning all these calories. Like, <laughs> don't I get to eat the cookies? <laughs> Okay, this was before kids. Uh, this was way before kids, yes. Yes, this was before kids and I got to eat all that kind of stuff. Anyway, the inflammation that I had, I remember I returned to work on Monday and my slacks that I had on that normally were loose. Where were you working then? Were Gold's Gym. Mm. The slacks that I had on were tight. My legs filled out the entire thing. It's because I was inflamed. What did I need? I needed rest. If I got to stay in bed for an entire day, all day Monday, then by Tuesday, I would have been a lot better. That's not reality. It's not reality. So I wanted to show my journal here. This is one of my journals. And as you can see, this journal is well-loved. And if you're on the podcast, then you're, you can't see what I have here in my hands. But what I have here is just basically a, a random notebook that I got from Michael's. And when I pick a journal, I want to make sure that I really like the texture of the paper. I want it to have lines on it. Now, my everyday notebook that I just take random notes in, I don't want any lines. I like to color in it. I like to use markers, stickers, whatever. Raise your hands up for those uh, old school. Oh, dang it. Now I forgot the name. Whenever we were little girls and they would buy us the stationery, it was stickers. And was it Ann Gettys? No. What was it? I don't expect me to know. John, our editor here said, Lisa Frank. That's exactly right. Lisa Frank. Those were the best. Okay. All right. That was sidebar. Anyway, when I choose my notebook, I want to make sure that I can bend the whole cover back so that I can write on it in the right way because I want it to be smooth. So I want to be able to really bend it both ways. I want the pages to be bigger. I also want the binding to be nice so that I won't have pages rip out. I don't like pages ripped out. And <laughs> Is I'm that little... why you looked at me the other day when I ripped that page out? You're like, what yes, I, I had are a, you doing? I had a journal and he ripped a page out and I was like, oh. <gasps> It was a clean rip too. We just it's a were, good tear. We were given these notebooks at the ADT convention, and he ripped a page. I was like, "Why, Why would you do that? What are you doing?" <laughs> it's like it's my page. I wrote on it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, my journals, I write in them, and then I just put them on the shelf. And like this one is, well, I guess my writing is all messed up, but this is like journal number three or four or something. And I just put them on the shelf. I do not go back and read my journals. Because it doesn't matter. I have. You read my journal. You better not. I'll murder you. <laughs> now I'm going to. My my journals are my letters. They're my letters to God. And it's Father, Jesus, Heavenly Father, whatever. And I just write down my concerns that I have, who I'm praying for, what I need help with. And I feel confident in just kind of leaving it on the paper and leaving it up to God to take care of. And I bet you I could go through these journals and look through the ones that have a lot of writing on it. I could see where, oh my gosh, God answered that prayer. Oh, wow. That worked itself out. Oh my gosh. That seemed like a huge issue and it's not even an issue anymore. Oh my gosh. This one, it's not even a problem. God took care of that or I can see the good out of it. So I actually started doing that in May, journaling. 
and I have not been as consistent as I wanted to, but I, well, actually the whole month of, what, what month are we in? September, whole month of August. Mm-hmm. I literally did it every day. And the gratification and the satisfaction I got from that was, was amazing because it took what I would normally pray in my head after my morning devotion, but it actually articulated it on the paper where I could see the letter being written and my hand doing it. And it just, it just made it real. So it, it changed my perspective on journaling. I never took the time to do it. I always thought it, I wouldn't say a waste of time, but I just was never interested in doing it. And so the last several months, I've been getting better at it. It's been rewarding. I don't think I'll have the association to my journals as you do. I'm more of like scribble on a piece of paper, just get it down. Trey, but, you have a leather-bound journal that was handmade that Marcus gave you. Yes. You're saying after that, you're going to just get a random book? I don't think so. That has specific purposeful like verses and sayings in it that I repetitively go back to. You know, like the armor of God and, and oh, certain verses okay, and, and things that I have as my anchors mm-hmm. that I go back in and I, and I read every morning as a habitual kind of act of I need these ingrained in my brain. And then my actual journal is something that we got at ADT or whatever. And oh, okay. I write in pencil with it every morning and it sits on top of that leather one. Oh, okay. Me. Okay. Yes. Thank yeah. you for noticing. <laughs> we keep our journals outside on our patio. Outside on the patio, somewhere under a covered deck has always been our preferred choice of morning devotion time. The first house that we owned, we had a really great backyard that we worked really hard. We had the second house, we had a screened in porch and we just try to have this little kind of sanctuary, a little space. So wherever you are, even if it's an apartment, you have a patio. You can go outside. If you are in a house where you feel like you just can't get away, maybe it's a closet. One of our favorite movies or my my favorite movies is War Room. How many times we watch that? We watch the movie War Room every year in January. Yeah. We've done it five years in a row now. Yeah. It's been amazing. And- It's a good reset. I would say that those are some of our things that we do. And just you know, to recap, if you're feeling lost in your life- Find out what you need to do that will just help you kind of get things in order. What do you need to do to make that happen? And start working your way back in time through the day, just like we did. Okay, if I need to be asleep by 10, that means I need to be in bed by 9, which means I need to eat or take a shower by 8, which means I need to eat dinner by 7, which means I need to make dinner by 5, which means I need to decide on dinner by noon. A lot of these are mental things and you're not really doing extra work. You're just kind of rearranging some things. I like it. Yeah, that's it. Thanks so much for listening today. Y'all have a wonderful day. Take care. Thanks for listening to another episode of According to the Castles with Amy and Trey. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. To stay up to date with the castles, follow Amy on Instagram at acastles. Until next time, have faith, enjoy life, and love abundantly. What was the first thing that your mom would ask you before you'd go to bed at night? Did you brush your teeth? I don't know about you, but my mom always asked that. Since I was a kid, healthy gums and teeth have always been important to me. 
But after a lot of research, I figured out that there's actually a lot of junk in the commercial toothpaste. Everything from SLS to artificial flavors and colors, sweeteners even. And I didn't like the way that they didn't actually get my teeth super clean. I felt like they weren't really actually supporting good overall oral health. Well, I'm so excited to tell you about a product that I created in 2016. Sparkle Dust is a non-toxic, chemical-free tooth cleansing powder that instantly brightens and strengthens and remineralizes your teeth and your gums. It will leave your teeth feeling like never before. They will feel cleaner, smoother, and brighter. You will feel like you just left the dentist. I love that feeling. Sparkle Dust is made from nine different organic earth-sourced ingredients, including minerals and clays. It's a natural solution proven to get you the smile that you've always dreamed of. Learn more about Sparkle Dust by visiting my website at www.mysparkledust.com.